Hi, I'm Kevin Barrett, doing the radio show that introduced the world to the fearless truth-telling of Dr. Alan Zabrowski, the former head of strategic studies at the U.S. Army War College. If you appreciate this work, please do subscribe to my show. Get early access and free downloads by going to kevinbarrett.substack.com. You can also send a one-time contribution to truthjihad.gmail.com through PayPal. That's truthjihad at gmail.com. Welcome back. This is the second hour of the live version of Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett, broadcasting live. I've been broadcasting mostly live, at least more than 50-50 live, I think, (laughs) since, uh, boy, how long has it been now? Since 2006, when Jim Fetzer uh, threw me onto his show. He he had to go do something else, so I became Jim Fetzer for an hour. (laughs) And and I've been on uh, all of these crazy alternative networks ever since. And now my favorite one, Revolution.Radio, is providing us with a chance to put out totally free speech, no censorship allowed of any kind. So as long as it's legal, we can say it here on Revolution.Radio, and I really appreciate that. So please do support Revolution.Radio and help keep it going. And, of course, I'm at TruthJihad.com and Substack at KevinBarrett.Substack.com and appreciate people's subscriptions and PayPal gifts to TruthJihad at gmail.com. And if you like hearing people who call it the way they see it, way outside the Overton window of the mainstream media, uh, keep tuning in because, hey, we've got another great guest in this hour. Following up Edward Curtin's impassioned and eloquent uh, discourse on behalf of RFK Jr. and his candidacy, which Ed thinks does have a real possibility of, of transforming America, assuming that it catches on, which it very possibly could, I'll bring on a slightly more cautious, nay, even pessimistic perspective from the most censored man in America, Alan Sobrowski. I think I hear him on the line, so he hasn't been cut out yet. We've had an inordinate number of technical difficulties bringing him on my various shows over the years. seems like maybe somebody doesn't really want his message to get out. I can't imagine who that might be, uh, <laughs> given Alan's notoriety for you know, having the former head of strategic studies at the U.S. Army War College says Israel did 9-11. That headline went out maybe 10 or 12 years ago, and Alan's notoriety has only increased since, but I, I love having him on, and it's great to have you back. So, hey, Alan, even if you're going to throw cold water over our hopes for RFK Jr. saving the country, um, I'm really glad to be back with you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through perfectly for okay. once. I would, like, I would like, first of all, to make a couple of administrative comments. First yeah, of all, go for it. being on at this time is way past my bedtime. And that I did it at your request because a supposedly more elderly person needed to get to sleep struck me as odd. And then I suddenly realized that I'm the most elderly person on the group. So I He's in his, I think, mid to late 70s, but he's still playing basketball. Listen, I'm 81. I still lift weights, but I'm still older. The second thing is that this is a compliment to you, Kevin. Uh, you have been, and I know this from other people, one of my great fans from the time that I started speaking out on this and other issues. 
And I have the greatest and deepest respect for you. And I want everyone to understand that, that uh, I'm going to miss you. Hopefully we'll continue to talk when you're in Morocco and you come back. But uh, you're one of my great, you're one of my great, great heroes. Well, thanks, Ellen. Yeah, the well, it's totally mutual admiration society then. And if you ever get a chance to come to Morocco, you know we are setting up a, a venture uh, that will be bringing influencers, and you're certainly an influencer to Morocco. And you can you know learn a little something about the cool Sufi Moroccan heritage and all that sort of thing while hanging out uh, near the best beach in Africa, if not the world. And giving some talks and things like that. Uh, so, you know, God willing, it would be great to have you come visit us there. I would appreciate that, but but I, I meant that very sincerely. Uh, several people have told me that when I first started talking out on on nine eleven, that you were one of the people who made my views more commonly known, and that without you, I would not have been known. So I wanted to thank you and tell you how much I appreciate you. Well, thanks, Alan. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think I did break the story. I think I think both you and Alan Hart. I, I broke the story, and then Infowars picked it up, and then you guys became famous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think infamous is the word, and uh, we became we became poster children for ADL. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all my doing. So you know, you should be throwing rotten fruit at me rather than praising me. I uh, <laughs> I turned you into a, a persecuted scapegoat figure uh, who can hardly talk on the radio without interference, abnormal interference coming through. But so far, you sound great tonight. So maybe they finally gave up. <laughs> I think that's that's slight possible. I think at this point, they may have considered it's a swan song. Although there is a little bit of a of a twitch that you might want to be aware of. Um, I I think I mentioned to you when we talked earlier today that I was going to Michigan next week. Yeah, you're giving a talk in... Uh, which... Yeah, to give an invited talk in my hometown, Lansing, Michigan. Well, just a little, one of the suburbs of Lansing, Michigan. State capital, all the rest of this. There was an interesting... Uh, I'm not quite sure what one describes it as. I received, I got the invitation back in November. Guy invited me there and he said, you know, I, I, we can't give you much of an honorarium. And I said, I don't want one. And he was sort of like shocked. And he said, why? I said, it's my hometown, Lansing. I haven't been there in 40 years. You're going to bring me back. I'm going home. That's it. You take care of me in my home. That's it. That's the end of it. Well, that was fine. We got all everything deal. The arrangement was set up for the uh, talk on the uh, 29th of April. And we talked a couple of times in between and exchanged emails, and that was the end of it. And then several weeks ago, in, in early March, I got an email ostensibly from him saying, you know, you're... you're the, Allegations of your anti-Semitism have become very difficult here. It's, it, this is a business group. And we're going to have to disinvite you. He said, I hate it, but I have to do it. And I sent him back an email a couple of days later saying, look, I regret it. I understand it. Not the first time this has happened. 
I mean, the allegations are utterly spurious unless you assume anti-Semitism is criticism of Israel, in which case I'm guilty. But in the classic sense, I'm not. And I didn't get a response from him, and I didn't expect one. And a few days ago, literally, I got an email from a contact, sort of a Facebook friend. I think I met him once before years ago in Western Michigan. And he said, I'm really looking forward to your talk on the 29th. And I looked at that and I thought, that's strange. He said, he said, I just got the last emailing from the, from the people organizing this and it looks like it's going to be a great session. And so I stopped and I sent him a very, uh, neutral vanilla email. I'm glad which one, which session are you going to be there for? And he said, oh, he said, I'm going to be there for the main session on Saturday, 10 to 12. So I have not contacted the organizer, but it is pretty clear that two things happened. One is that the email disinviting me for anti-Semitism did not originate with him and it was not sent by him. Wow. And that second, that's pretty devious. And second, my response to him saying that I understood, I regretted it, never got to him. Wow. They're, they're hacking into people's emails, huh? No shit. Wow. Well, if you have a phone number, you can talk to the guy. I'm, listen, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to call him tomorrow morning. I don't think he's going to be listening to this, but if he is, he know he'll get a heads up on it. I'm not going to tell him the details until I meet him on Thursday when he picks me up at the airport in Detroit. But he needs to know what happens on this. But are, are you sure that, you know, I would imagine that from what you said, it sounds like there could be a possibility that the the guy that emailed you to cancel the event might, it might, he might actually have done that, but there might be somebody else involved with the group that either didn't get the word or is continuing with no, the event because no, they disagree. No, no, it, 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 it's very, I mean, the whole thing is still going forward. The okay. announcements, the room is reserved at the hotel, all huh. the rest of the stuff, everything is done. All right. So are you sure that the guy who wrote to you canceling the event though, you're, you're sure that he didn't write that email? Uh, if he had written the email, this other guy would not have gotten the announcement that the, that the, that the event was still on. It's, you know, these, these kinds of mysteries and conundrums seem to plague those of us who go up against the $100 million a year ADL. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've got that. I've got, well, you know, by deception shall we wage war, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know, that, that, should be used to publicize your talk. I mean, the story that you just told me, maybe I can actually write that up. And if, if somebody could, you know, push that around, especially in, in Lansing, that might help you get a crowd out to see you because 
it would be really interesting to go see some guy who's got enemies who are able to hack into emails like that and screw around with his attempts to speak. I would, I would, I would suggest not doing it until I get the chance to talk to the guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold off on that until yeah, we get yeah, a confirmation. Yeah. And we, I, I we, think, I, mean, yeah. I think that th- this guy, I've only, I have only talked to him twice on the phone. Greek American, Greek Orthodox, nice guy, really decent American, you know, solid, solid conservative stuff that we like to have. And I don't think he's aware of the extent of this, but I want to tell him personally, face to face, rather than give him a fail complete with information coming over the internet saying, look what's happening. For the full hour long interview, become a paid subscriber to kevinbarrett.substack.com.